This episode of the Fabulous Learning Nerds is sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, win time, activity periods, RTIs, counselor, and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com slash B to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. They are the fabulous learning nerds. Because if you're tired of the old ways of getting it done, you've got the fabulous learning nerds. Scott, Dan, and Abby are making it fun. The best ideas that you've ever heard. So everybody spread the word. They're gonna keep you with turning the fabulous learning nerds. Fabulous learning nerds. Oh yeah! Hey everybody, welcome back to another fantastic episode of your fabulous learning nerds. I'm your host, Scott Shooty. I'm still here. It's an awesome time to be alive. It's an awesome time to be in learning. It's an awesome time to share amazing things that we all get to learn. And joining me today, you love him. Um, he's just the most lovable guy I know. Dan Coonrod. Dan the man. Oh, yeah. Dan. What's up, Scott? Well, apparently your drop's not up, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, little things. Little things. Yeah, little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things that aren't important. So that that's groovy. That, that, that's awesome. So uh, how have you been, sir? I have been pretty good. Just coming off of a, a vacation at work. Uh, working on a bunch of cool nerdy stuff. Uh, life is pretty good on my end, but... Fair to Midland. Snuck it in. You snuck I, I it in. I had to. I couldn't believe you bit. You didn't I bite know. on that. It's I been know. a couple of weeks um, since Paul. By the way, it is. that that's Paul what's episode, going on. I'm out of practice. I could have talked to Paul for like a day. It was so great. I'm going to oh, yeah. thank Paul Hart. Oh, it was, so, it was great. so great. Abby, you missed out on that one. That was. But we're we're all nerds. By the way, I saw. Oh, oh well, you know what? Uh, Abby's here too. So let's go ahead and get Abby in here, everybody. You love her. She's the Duchess of Design. <laughs> um, Abby Dawson, everybody. Hey, How's it going? Pretty good. I feel like we're getting a looser roll with it, Scott. Too, today. We, uh, well, we'll get into that in a minute. I, know, I talked to you before the show. Uh, Abby is an Alabama fan, everybody, and I just wanted to say my heart goes out to her because um, they they lost Score Fest twenty twenty two Touchdown Fest twenty twenty two yesterday, um, and so my heart goes out oh my to gosh. you. Gosh, what was it like? What's it like? It was a fifty two to forty nine. Like it's a basketball game. It's over a hundred points. It's a basketball points. game. <laughs> was that? We, we, we were yeah. out at the at the sports bar. And I'm like, I looked at my wife and I'm like, well, whoever scores last is going to win on this one. And then, like every five minutes, the half the bar would cheer because half the bar was cheering for Tennessee and the other half was cheering for Alabama. 
I'm telling you, it was crazy, and it was a long. Oh day. yeah, like I had time. I took my son to our neighborhood get together for Halloween, where we like carve pumpkins and have cookies and stuff. And then I brought him home. I went for a run, came back, took a bath and a shower, came downstairs, and I was like, "How is this game still on?" Like, I couldn't believe it. And it, the fourth quarter had just started. I was like, oh, "I know." My gosh, and then I had to. Well, they. Watch that tough fourth quarter. Well, that's because, you know, touchdowns, they got to reset after a touchdown. You you have, how many touchdowns is that? 20? Oh, my gosh. It was, it was a lot. lot. It was, it was a lot. Not 20. It was it a was lot a of lot. touchdowns. So, like, it'd be, okay, let's go to commercial break and make a lot of money. So, we did that. So that- <laughs> and our five-year-old could not understand. So, we get down to the last like what is five, six seconds of the game that took about 20 minutes. And my son kept trying to show us something and we were like, all right, there's two seconds left in the game. Just and like five minutes later, he was like, I mean, I think I get time. He was like, you said two seconds. We're like, I know, but <laughs> <laughs> in football, that's a different amount of time. <laughs> I said eternity. I think I get time. <laughs> it, that's an eternity. I'm so glad. I, and I, I had to tell everybody like, this is great. Um, uh, today, we're going to go allow ourselves to be vulnerable because I think vulnerability is really great. And I have the opportunity to be vulnerable with people that I love. And so if I haven't said this on a show, my, my time that I get to spend with Abby and, and Daniel is just precious to me because they're just amazing people. Well, I know. I know. I, Thanks, well, it's Scott. true. I mean, people, I, you know, I get a lot of comments on you guys like, oh, you guys are great, blah, 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 blah. Well, you don't really know how great they are this is really really great and just really awesome people so i'm really <laughs> blessed with that um and um i you know so we're just kind of talking about things um and now for those that don't know i i live in cape coral florida everybody which was a town that nobody had heard about until two weeks ago and <laughs> now i feel like oh everybody knows where where that is and so um you, we were just kind of shooting the crap on uh, Scott. Are you okay? Um, you know, ground zero for what we can extensively call a cat five hurricane is not a place that anybody wants to be, but we're dry and we're safe. And you know what? The interesting thing for me is just like so much learning going on. So we thought we were just kind of talk a little bit about that and kind of set, uh, set ourselves up for success moving forward and give these guys an opportunity to, to kind of pull back the curtain on on some vulnerable real people, so you guys, you know, that's kind of where we're at. How's that? How's that sound? No real topic. We'll just shoot the crap on how things are going. How's that? Can Abby's not in your head? Yeah, in radio, you should say yes. <laughs> right. That's just kind of how that works. Well, yeah, and um, it's it's just nuts to think. Um, like everyone says, you had a lot of time to prepare. Mm-mm. Like, but it's just to think you were gonna to, like there was no th- understanding what was about to hit, right? Like that was just so. Insane. The interesting thing about um, all of that, no, no one could prepare for that. And I've ridden out a couple hurricanes. It's, it's um, I shouldn't say not a big deal, but you learn how to do that. And so, but the interesting thing was, it, Mother Nature's it, it does has its own mind, and so we're watching. Here's the track. So in Florida, you watch the storm track. Here's how it's going to go. Here's our consensus model. This is where it's going to go. This is where it's going to go. And it was supposed to go up to Tampa. And if you live up in Tampa, my heart goes out to you. Because if 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 Ian had hit Tampa, it would have been way worse. Just so you know. Because there's so many. I mean, it would have been a, oh my, wow. I mean, I'm 
I hate the no, I don't. I don't hate it. I'm actually thankful that it didn't hit Tampa because a lot of people would have died. I think. But at any rate, it was supposed to kind of be offshore, and then it just kind of went boop, and it went. It kind of juxt and changed um, course really within 24 hours. So what we were expecting to get when it was telling us we were going to get, oh, we're just going to get a little bit of wind, going to have a kind of a kind of a bummer day to a. Um, batten down the hatches and get the hell out of Dodge was like uh, probably less than 24 hours. Um, so, and then a lot of people, I think, um, this storm was different in so far as a lot of people were, uh, uh, when you get used to how to ride out of storms, like, Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing. This is great. But the storm surge here was a, a real thing. And when Ian came back, came around in 2017, we evacuated for that. Um, but they were saying storm surge there. And we didn't get any because it hit below us. It hit at Marco Island. And the way that's here's some things you can learn, folks. So from a from a uh, a learning perspective, what happens is that the top part of a hurricane will pull water down the backside and then push it up. Right. So there are pictures of uh, Tampa Bay um, shortly before the storm surge hit down here in Cape Coral, where you could walk across Tampa Bay because all that water got sucked out and it, they gave it to us. And so what happens is I think a lot of people were like, well, you know, we've been through this before. No big deal. They're saying, you know, X amount of feet and storm surge. No big deal. Um, it was a huge deal. And I think that moving forward, the people, um, when that kind of thing happens again, if, if it should ever happen again, um, people are going to get out of Dodge. Like I'm going to get out. And honestly, that's the biggest worry that I had. Like if, um, and I'm not on the coastline, but I'm about six miles from the coast, five, six miles from the coastline. And we were still like, Whoa, this, um, might hit me. So after everything was done, that was what I was, I kept looking out the window waiting for this wall of water. And, um, luckily for my wife and I, we didn't get it. But there are some learnings. There are some learnings. So wow. one of the things that's really interesting in and this is a public service announcement for people. Hey, it listen, um, you got to be prepared. And so um, one of the things that we were not prepared for was just this lack. The whole communication system went down like like I couldn't call anybody. I could only text marginally text like I couldn't even send pictures out like, you know, because it everything just was destroyed. So I'm like, wow, the only way you could get information was via radio. Great. I'll go get a radio. Nobody sells radios anymore, folks. The only place you can get a radio is unless you have a radio shack, which was not open, um, is on Amazon. So I'm imploring you like you need to have a um, one of those solar power or even the crank pneumatic radios, which you can charge your phone on, by the way, which is really great. That's another thing. It, you got to have one of those somewhere in your house. If you don't have a radio, you have to have in your house because that, that's how we got information. I would go in my car to charge my phone <laughs> and listen to the radio. And it was all like, you can get water here. You can get food here. And that was great. That was also at 10 o'clock at night or 5 a.m. in the morning and things like that. So like pro tip for anybody, just, you know, you got flashlights, you got candles, you got the things that you need in case disasters, right? You got it. You got to have a radio. Go on Amazon today. Get that. Yeah, we went through that. 
we we have a radio because um we live just outside of Nashville and I don't know if you guys remember Dan you may have been here for the Christmas bombing that hit that AT&T yes. mm-hmm. hub downtown yes um lost TV internet cell service everything um literally like everything for a few days and so the only way to get any information was the radio in the car and after that I bought a radio <laughs> so it's a battery operated backup mm-hmm. that we have um that was wild you you forget that like you're so reliant on internet in general and cell service yeah and when it's gone I, you know i couldn't work right so i work remote i couldn't work mm-hmm. um i had a hard time working last week yeah but um no and we couldn't get in touch with anyone like no, no one has no. landlines anymore so it was weird i think the landline infrastructure weird. here pretty much toast to just from a perspective it's gonna be a while but yeah folks you don't have a radio get radio it's like 20 bucks like merry christmas here's a radio you know happy hanukkah here's a radio you know have a have a radio for sure <laughs> my kingdom for radio i should get one of those hand cranks though i should make my son if he wants to use his ipad crank hand crank it to himself for the power maybe <laughs> the one the i've got the, 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 the one I've got, you hand crank it and that will charge your phone. So like you could sit and charge your phone that way. And I, I think that that would be, that would be great. It would be fantastic. Um, yeah. So I, the, and we were talking before the show and, and, and whatnot too, and we asked some questions, but I, I also got to tell people like our, so two things that you see right away. One is um, the, the vultures come in, like the next day, like whew, I got people knocking on my door wanting to do work for me. And most of those people are bad. Like, <laughs> Hey everybody. Um, I didn't ask for you so you can go away. Like if you didn't ask for these people to show up, you should probably tell them to, to go away. Cause they're not, especially right after. Cause that's when the ambulance chasers show up. But, um, a- after that, I mean, people have just been so kind. It's going to sound really silly, but, I needed that human connection. So I also learned the importance of human connection when it's gone, especially for you your remote workers out there. Sometimes you're like, okay, I got to get away from people. I don't want, I can't stand people anymore. That's fine. But when you need that human connection, then that's really important. Like I need, I need, I need people. So, um, trying to get back into work, trying to get back to some sense of normalcy was really important to me, but it was difficult because where do you go do that? Um, I work part-time. Um, I teach Zumba at the hospital wellness center, um, which is fun, right? Um, and, and great. And I got uh, great students and, and uh, we have a good time. And uh, I got a note from them like, we're going to open up the gym for people to take a shower because after five days of not taking a shower, you get kind of, you get really ranky. Just so you know, I learned that too. And so... Um, 5 a.m. in the morning when I could email out between 5 a.m. and 645 is when I could email out. So I emailed out. I'm like, hey, um, let's stop by for a shower. Do you guys have internet? And then then Rob, uh, my boss, Philly is her name. She wrote back. Yeah, yeah, we have internet. So I showed up. I showered. And I'm going to borrow your internet. They gave me an office and a desk. And they had free food. Um and they really took care of me for like two days. And um, I remember getting on a call with my team and they had, you know, I could actually use the video and they're like, I was smiling. 
<coughs> what are you smiling about? Oh my God. It, it was just so it, it just, that, that moment that, that few hours of feeling normal again was so powerful. It's like, so, I was so happy. Right. Um, and then of course you get in your car and you drive through the mess to get back home. Um, and that starts all over again. But uh, yeah, uh, the, the, I think the propensity for people to just show small acts of kindness, I think it's just so powerful. Um, so Scott, like there's a difference being able to go back to work again and being ready. Like, how are you working through that? Because like now that you've got internet, are you ready to like put things together? Are you ready to get feedback on stuff? Are you, because even, even though like you're in a career where we get feedback for a living, it doesn't mean like when you're having a bad day, you're ready to get feedback. <laughs> um, so little things like that, right? Like how did you, how are you determining I can work today? Not only cause I have internet, but like I'm in a place where I can do work and I need a few minutes. I need to go do something else. So, or... kudos to my boss and the people that I work for. They've been incredibly kind to me. So, um, the expectations for me are pretty low. As a matter of fact, my boss, like, I don't need anything from you. So, you just go take care of yourself. And I'm like, well, I kind of need some things from you. Like, I kind of need that connection and whatnot. So, it's all touch and go. Like some days are really good and some days are really bad, like really, really bad. And that's where self-care comes in. And I can't tell you how important it is. And the only person that's responsible for self-care is my, is myself. I mean, people are aware, right? So, Hey, Scott's in a really interesting, unique place. So give them some space. So I think that's cool. And people are, which is cool, but that doesn't preclude, like you say, like, well, here's some feedback. Um, and I'm not, maybe I'm not ready for that feedback, but I get to control when and how I want to receive that feedback. So what's worked for me is, and this is really important anyway, is to really guard that space. So here's my space on my vulnerability. Like if, if I know I'm not in a good place, I am just not going to show up or I'm going to take a few hours and I'm just going to disconnect to just kind of calm down and then come back to work. That happened Friday. So like Friday I took some time off and then I quickly checked my email and there were some flaming things and I immediately went and took care of it, but I was in a place where I could. Right. So I don't know if this answers your question or not. Like people are pretty okay with where I'm at. Um, and they've been very kind. Um, but ultimately my progression back into work is going to be mine. I have, my VP is mentoring me right now. His name is Greg. I love Greg. I'll just throw that out there. His name is Greg. And I ask that question and say, hey, how do I slowly get back into a place where I'm doing, where I'm leading again, where I can lead in the way that I want to lead, right? And he gave me some things to, to work on that I could work on on my own time, which is fantastic. And the best thing is that he was like, there's no deadline on this. Like, when you want to work on it, you work on it. And when it's done, it's done. It doesn't have to be done next week. It doesn't have to be done in two weeks. It's done when it's done. And it's really good Scott kind of stuff, like big picture Scott kind of stuff. And in a leadership position, I've always thought like, or I've always felt like, you know, like um, visioning and is it, that's a full-time job. So he gave me some visioning stuff, which I thought was really, really kind of cool. So again, uh, the answer, answer to your question is like, I'm responsible for it. Um, and normally I don't do 
anything in my workday till I'm mentally ready for it. Um, and then just taking some time. And I think it's okay. I think it's okay for all of us. You, you don't have to go through trauma to, to take care of yourself. Take an hour, go for a walk. Go for a walk. I mean, yeah, that's hard, I'd right? Agree. It's like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, no, no, that work will be there. And people understand, you know, take an hour, go for a walk. And I know I ramble, but the hard thing is that yeah. because I can only communicate between five and seven in the morning, realistically, get data because everybody else is asleep. Um, my routine's still kind of kiddywampus. Like, I would never, ever touch work from five to six thirty, seven in the morning. Um, unless something major is going on and now I'm, I got it's a bad habit. I got to kick that out. Yeah. I think it was hard for me to learn, um, coming into a role that wasn't like my early career was all like in restaurants and in sales and, um, how you are like mentally and emotionally, like doesn't matter as much in those roles. Like people don't recognize it. Um, you're in, generally the impact you make is to yourself. And, um, so if you, um, if you mess up, like you're the one who crashes and burns and there's, there's not as much collateral damage generally. But, um, when I moved into a role where I was really working on a team and I had serious, uh, responsibilities that my work was bigger than just me, I had to learn that like, it's not okay to bring your team down with you. And so, like, I had to say, like, I don't want to hurt what's going on around me because I'm too proud to say, like, I'm not in a good place or I need time or I can't take on something like that. I need different kind of work right now. Um, that was really tough to learn that that was what you actually need to be doing, even though it felt like the wrong thing at the time. No, 100 percent. And I'm very aware of that. Like, and if I'm in, if I'm not in a good place emotionally, I just disconnect. I'll walk away. I'll come back when I'm ready to be, come back. Um, and again, everybody knows it. So, <laughs> hey, Scott's going to be touch and go. So, you know, the grace is there, which I think is cool. Um, the other thing I've learned, though, is doing, it's sitting around and doing nothing isn't helpful either. Right. So sometimes, you know, fine. And that's what I've, we've talked about this too. Like, can we pour into our passions? This is, this is great for, we talked about the beginning of the show. This is great for me. I can talk to people I care about, about things that I care about. Right. So that's really, really cool. Can I pour, pour yourself into your passions? You can show up. So same thing in life, pour yourself into, if you, if you don't have a Greg Offner, and I, I refer back to him all the time because I love this quote. It was like, Hey, if, if, you know, if your nine to five isn't great, make sure you're a five to nine. It's like awesome. So you know, focusing in on my five to nine these days has been just a wonderful thing. You should, any folks, if you don't have one, go, go get one now. Figure that out. Figure that out right away. You'll be better for it. Yeah. Which is really cool. hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. So that, that's, that's groovy. Um, yeah. Just get a radio, take care of yourself. Um, and I, I guess I'll be kind to people. Holy crap. Be kind to people. There's amazing things that you could do from being kind. Um, and I guess the last thing from a learning perspective, and you don't understand this until you go through it is that my, my entire perspective changes, right? So I'm really clear on what's important. And it isn't that project I'm working on that's due next Thursday. 
sorry project that I'm working on that's due next Thursday. You you are you. I will put my ultimate into it. Uh, I'll give it everything I've got, but I'm not going to be remembered for that project that I'm working on that's due next Thursday. Uh, I'm really really clear on uh, on what's important, um, and. I'm just noticing little things that are that have that have changed in my behavior that are really positive and good. Not that they they weren't there already, but that are there because it's like this is what matters, and the rest of it doesn't. And I, well, you guys matter. And we made the list. I know. I just want to say what a perfect encapsulation of who Scott is that he apologized to next Thursday's project. Because it's not going to be 180% of what Scott's going to be able to give, and that's okay. And But I've also – yeah, I – yeah. Like when the baloney happens, and so in those times when I am released fully engaged at work and baloney happens, right? So baloney just kind of happens. And I'm like, that stuff would just drive me crazy. I'm like, what are you guys doing? What, you know, what, what are you thinking? Can we talk? You know, like, and I'm like, okay, all right. Well, that really kind of doesn't matter. What, what matters is what I contribute. Um, the other thing too, that is really cool in, on what matters. Like I've got good people below me. I got a great team below me and I'm really leaning in on them. And one of them, her name is Molly. I don't mind putting Molly up. Um, she's called me every day. Are you Okay. How you doing? How can I help you today? Oh God, thank you so much. I love that so much. Um, and people will step up. I'm getting over clumped. People have stepped up for me, um, which allows me to go ahead and lead, which is what they hired me to do anyway. Um, and I think we're getting better results from it too. But the the leaning in on on folks um, during times like this to and amazing things will happen when people have the opportunity to to step up for someone they care about, right? And and kudos to folks that have relationships with others where people will step up and like, hey, how can I help? It's like like Molly. That's just just amazing stuff. Oh my God! So you're still That's passionate awesome. about learning, though, right? Even though, you're, and I say that as a joke. We wouldn't have, like, we wouldn't have scheduled that's a surprise show, last show if I wasn't passionate about learning. Hey, guys, we didn't have a lot. It was so funny. Like I said, here, um, let's just get together. I don't have a guest this week, but I miss you guys, and we should totally, our audience deserves to hear something. Here's some topics. And the topics were all okay, but we just started talking. I'm like, this is really good stuff. Let's talk about this. But yeah, of course, I'm still passionate about learning. Um, I will tell you this, like the things that I'm being pushed and challenged on right now, are way outside of the things that I would ever work on with learning. So you do it for a long time and you get really good at stuff. How to put together a solid story. How do you put together a, a good learning for people? How do we have great objectives? You know, how do we make sure that we're delivering our, our ROE and ROI, return on expectations and return on our uh, investment, right? So you get good at that. Well, now we've got a platform where we can actually get data. So we're very, very lucky we spent an investment to get that. And, and data beyond um, what you might get from a typical learning management system, which is Abby took this course, got 80% and passed. Yay, right? Um, and this is far deeper. Like there's that. So we're really tracking engagement. 
So right before all this hit, my boss, in her infinite wisdom, so I thought that was really great. She's like, I want you to manage the creation of this, and then we're going to want you to manage a team that's going to execute on this. And my first response was, that's not my thing. That's not what I do. I don't know anything about this. I know nothing about this. Not how I add value. And I was just being honest. Like, this is not me. I, I'm not a numbers guy. Not. And she's like, you'll get good at it. There's a good opportunity for you. I'm like, okay. So um, that's what I've been working on. So two things that I've learned from a learning perspective in this are as follows. One, stretching yourself and in, 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 in growing and learning new stuff And when you're a learning nerd like me is awesome. Like, this is really awesome. Like, oh, I've never thought about this, right? And um, having new fresh eyes on stuff that like analysts will look at numbers and be able to tell you all sorts of stuff, but is it meaningful and impactful? And are we telling a story with those numbers that are it, meaningful, impactful, and add value to the business? Like, they can't do that. But I'm dumb enough to look at that and go, this makes no sense to me. How can we make this make sense? Like I'm asking these right questions. So, so everybody is learning from my naive, naive, naive. Help me out, Dan. Na Thank you, Abby. Points for Abby. I really appreciate you. That that was that was totally. <laughs> that was probably I, better than Abby stepped totally in awesome. on that one. So, um, <laughs> help I would have been. That's number one. Number two, um, again, boss and infinite wisdom. It's not the value that we bring when we're brought into those things isn't necessarily what we know or even what we can learn because we've learned so much in this project, like so much. But it's like, and I was talking talk to my VP about it. I'm like, hey, uh, I know why you asked me to do this because what I'm really good at is bringing people together to, to solve problems. That's what I do. You know, I build high performance teams. That's what Scott Thomas Schutte does. And that's what we've got. And we're solving this problem. It's going to add a lot of value to the business. By the way, if you, we've said this before, if you're out there and you're in this field and you don't have a number story yet, like start thinking about that. We always talk about, you know, learning people their value, right? And then when times are tough, they, people go, oh, don't need you. If you got a number story, and if you just begin to connect those dots between behaviors and getting the good behaviors, right? And performance, whatever that performance is, how are we going to measure that? You, you have instant value because the C-suite people, like it or not, are paying attention to the scoreboard. And if you could be part of that scoreboard story, everything will change. So are we there yet? No. Do we still have a long journey to go? Yes. Have we learned a ton? Oh, my God. Learned so much. Um, will we continue to evolve? what we're working on to make it even better a hundred percent. Cause that's how I roll. Like how do we make it better? So yeah, that's, 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 that's where I'm at. So yeah, I'm still kind of passionate about this stuff. Um, and we've got some great people. It's serendipitous too. Like I was like, oh, I got to get this show back up cause it'll make me happy. And a couple of people that I, that I had met amazing people that I've met at kind of conferences are like, you said you wanted me to be on your show and heard from you for a while. Well, I'm kind of busy. Um, they reached out to me. Like the universe like brought them to me. So we've got some really great guests coming up. You should get excited about that. Dan's found some really great guests and you should get excited about that. And we'll actually talk amazing learning stuff 
here in the next couple of weeks for sure. So I'm super excited about that. I know that's a long-winded answer, but I'm a long-winded guy. I'm a training guy. We all talk to until we're blue in the face. We yeah. ask Scott, are you still passionate <laughs> about learning and development? Scott proceeds to talk about 10 I think minutes I still about how passionate he is well, about yes, learning probably development. probably yeah, would have been yeah, an okay answer. I think you still I got it. I probably should have just said yeah. <laughs> Next question. Nowhere, but oh, nowhere really? near as good. As I, I definitely believe yeah. it now. How are you guys doing? I talked to Abby. I mean, without getting into the muck, how are, how are you guys doing? <laughs> Abby, how are you doing? What are, you, what are your any learnings, any nuggets you've got? We're doing good. Um, we're like in a transition phase in a lot of ways with pr- big initiatives that we're working on right now. And it has also made me uncomfortable in many ways. But to your point, probably a good opportunity to grow because it's a it's a cool. stretch. Damn so man. we're getting there. Yeah. I'm pretty fantastic. Like, I know normally there's the fair to Midland answer, but I'm pretty fantastic. Uh, this week was like an awesome, awesome week. I, uh, I'm i writing a book with a few friends and uh, we've just hit uh, manuscript you? complete. Um, Dan. I know. It's a, when I know. were it's you going to tell us? It's a picture book, Abby. Uh, it's I a picture book. I'm going to tell you guys today. Uh, I've been yeah. very mum about it. <laughs> It's a picture book, yeah. It's it's twenty three pages uh, about uh, you know uh, stuff. No, I've been very mum about it because like I didn't want to count my chickens until they were hatched, and I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm working on a book, and then like ten years later be like, I I think I was working on a book at one time. No, I uh, like uh, just got cracking with two people who have been just fantastic partners and great accountability partners. And uh, we hit like manuscript complete and uh, we're going to have a lock in soon just to kind of wrap up bits and pieces uh, on a nerdy thing. I uh, had a great uh, lock in session with some friends to uh, we like built a, a tabletop RPG in a day because we're giant nerds. And so did that this week. And that was super fantastic. Like took a whole day. Um, I've got a bunch a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of uh, computers that I'm prepping to give away to a school. And uh, that's been way more work than I intended, but uh, it's going to be really awesome. So, yeah, uh, busy week. This was my week off, by the way. This was the week off. That's great. That's uh, fantastic. So, You're doing good work. Super, by the way, I saw a t-shirt fantastic. today, and it said nerd, and then below it in small letters, I prefer um, being called smarter than you uh, is what I thought it said. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to, to wrap up unless anybody has anything else to say. You guys have listened to me pontificate for a while. Um, yeah. Ooh, I never pontificate. I need your help. You didn't even need my help Abby, But not pontificating. <laughs> Dan, could you do us a favor and tell everybody how they could get a hold of us? And for more information about us, what we do, and updates, you can check out our website www.thelearningnerds.com. And lastly, folks, we have spent probably 30, 35 minutes talking about how we're doing. We talked a lot about Scott and how he was affected by the hurricane that came through recently. And because he's too humble to mention it, uh, he's been pretty badly affected like many other people in the area. And he has a GoFundMe page. And if you have time or a dollar or time and a dollar, 
Scott could use the help. Even if it's just to share out the link, we all here would really appreciate it. Sorry, Scott. Busted. (laughs) Totally busted, Dan. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much. I really, really appreciate that. Um, Listen, do me a favor. Do me a really big favor. Could you go ahead and share this episode? Go ahead and hit subscribe. If you like what's going on, leave us a review. It really help us get the word out there. Um, And and folks, listen, if if you feel so inclined to to help me out, that'd be great. But please, please, please uh, find some time to help the good people of Florida. There's plenty of opportunities to do that, either Red Cross or you can go ahead and give blood. Uh, We'll put some links in the show notes. That'd be really, really awesome. Um, Together is the only way that we get through any of this. And um, that's just my speech for today. And uh, with that, my name is Scott. I'm Dan. And I'm Abby. And we're your fabulous learning nerds. And we are out. Thanks for listening to the Fabulous Learning Nerds. You know, there are a lot of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment of offerings. If you're, if you're thinking of giving it a try, if you think it would give it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com BE.